get I'll, ready. I'll, let's get into this shit. Well, folks, we appreciate you listening. It's Eugene Craig here of the Eugene Craig Podcast. I'm here with the greatest and greatest of the best of the best with uh, Miss Kelly B, Miss Jen B, and uh, the good brother Dom. Uh, before we get into it, uh, make sure you subscribe, hit that notification button. Also, make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Eugene Craig Pod. Uh, keep up to date with what's happening. You know, folk are branching out, doing all type of great wild shit. So uh, let's get into it. So, Miss um, Jen, I think we'll let you kick us off on our first topic here. I think you and Kelly, you know, got a bone to pick with some of these dumbass parents that are like, oh, I'm mad, selling out cash for their dumbass kids. I am mad. I'm still mad. I'm plus size mad. Plus size I am mad. so oh. listen. Mad at who? <laughs> the parents. The dude, the coaches, the coaches, the schools that try to act like they didn't I'm, know what's I'm, going I'm on. Cool. The I'm mad at everybody except the scam. I think it was like I mean, so. The, so the the wild thing to me was that regularly rich people just like buy buildings or buy locker rooms, exactly, libraries. or buy exactly. libraries, and or just like, make a donation, start your own endowment, doc, like Dr. Dre. Seventy million at USC. A few years later, his kid gets admitted, and she probably had the grade, so it was not a big deal. What I'm shocked is that people that never picked up a tennis racket, golf club. Hello, photoshopped your face on NFL players. Wow. Never rolled a boat. And they got all the athletic scholarships and athletic, like, special admissions No, it's full and goddamn well. Those for Negro kids. Let me tell you something. My kids is about to be rolling. Got a white face. They didn't even roll crew. They didn't even. The only boat they had been on is their father's yacht. yacht. And somehow they (laughs) made the varsity crew team that got special You ain't no motherfucking coxswain. But, yeah, that's the shocker of it. The shocker is... They're like, they didn't even get their kids in they got the money. talent that their kids could have had. Money. Like, the thing is, that if you're willing to spend a half million dollars to get your, to, to quote unquote, buy a kid, buy oh, take that cash, start an endowment. the locker room. Start that endowment. And then, you know, go ahead. You know, there's multiple ways that cash can put you Get a professorship. A, a, a legal professorship. Something. Yeah. Anyway. Like, but like, the lie about your kid. And, and also for your kid to be like, okay. I'm going for the parties. I, I, <laughs> I'm going to be a, a scholarship. Go, everybody goes for the party And game days. No, but they're like, hey, I'm Same getting problem. admitted in on a soccer scholarship. But I got two <laughs> left. No, did you hear like, about the ten, the child? I, first of all, I should stop calling them children. children. Because by the time they get there, they're already 18 plus. So You know your talents at 18. No, but did you hear about the daughter <laughs> oh, some, some, who was marketed as one of the national, like top national? Pro, yeah. Did you read? Did you read what her actual rank was? Yeah, it was like one twenty. No, in like two oh four. But it was like in like the twelve year old division or something. Yeah. No, but she in the nation she was ranked like two hundred and fourth, and oh her mom or dad, I forgot who, which child it was, was saying that she was like in the. You know, like, pretty but, much but even like, but like, yeah, but like, damn, like, damn. really, like, your kid is not. Talented. I mean, look, if your kid wanted to get to college that bad, go drop that money to age. But it also shows just how dumb the parent knows the child is. That's what gets me. This whole thing also solidifies how dumb the parents know their children are. And that's what gets me. I'm like, so you know your child is dumb, but instead of investing... It's like you know your child does not meet the qualifications of this school. But you know why? Because they went to private schools and they weren't admitted based on their merit. Mm -mm. They went to middle schools and they weren't admitted based on their merit. They had been 
in the system of these private elite schools, and they never were admitted on their merit. They were admitted on their income and their ability to pay. And the issue in college is it don't work like That's that. part of it. But you got to um, have a merit. But the, what, what they did was they bribed coaches. But if your dad runs a hedge fund, they huh? had... if your dad runs a hedge fund, if your mom is, you know, A-list Hollywood. Because this was also like, local. This wasn't just USC. It was happening over at Georgetown. Too. Happen- I mean, it happened everywhere. It that's, why I said, that's why I said, you know, North I mean, the thing is this. Folk are focus folk are focused on the, on 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 Lori and and Auntie you know whatever you know getting caught up. They weren't even the biggest names on the list if you ask me. Oh no no no! One the of them was a former employer. Fund, the hedge fund, <laughs> the hedge fund motherfuckers were the biggest names on the fucking list. If your parents are fucking pulling down fifteen, twenty, thirty, hundred million a fucking year, like what the like? I mean, I'm honest. First of all, why are you pushing college on your kid? If you know they're not fucking built for college, in the no, first but, it's, place. but it's, it's not, not secondly built for college. It's just nah. Is this is this you're, you're you're pulling, you're cheating the system in a way that's like unnecessary, unnecessary. since you're fucking rich. No, the yes. system that was tailored for you. You are cheating a system that you already benefit from, but you're like even that's too hard because you have to put in effort. Yeah. Like, like your kid at least has to be academically qualified, if yeah. they weren't the case. Your your kid at least had to be athletically talented, and that wasn't the case. There are plenty of other schools that your child could have gone to. This, and you drop a half million dollars. It's cheaper to hire you, a tutor I can all give you twelve years. I can give you one hundred and five schools that have to buy. take that half million dollars and put your but kid not even that. and they teach your kid like a god. <laughs> there's, there's plenty of liberal arts schools. All these. The thing is, is like yo. You lied about your kids' talents. You paid people to lie about your kids' talents. And now not only are you probably, you're not going to, they're probably not going to go to jail, but a ton of people have lost their jobs. Your kid has been shamed. Have they? Have they? Because we don't, we don't. They've talked about, you know, reneging on some of these degrees. I just also want to point out that the University of Texas was a part of that school scandal Mm. as well. And so for Abigail Fisher out there talking about some Mm. lesser qualified, my minority student took my spot. No, sweetheart. It was it, somebody it was who your had cousin who took your. <laughs> it was advice. your cousin. I just, I just want to reiterate this because there is like a case getting ready to go to the Supreme yeah. Court on affirmative action where they've been able to scoop up uh, this Asian American uh, educational association. Yeah. Harvard where a- situation where a- Asian students are saying they're being discriminated against because they're not being tested so they're not being um, considered solely on like their actual merit, but like all of the other things. There's mm-hmm. a similar situation yeah. going on in my high school right now with our specialized high school exam. Oh, again, in New York? Yeah. yeah. And again, it's like people... Are you one to people, seven? Oh, excuse you? You're one to seven in your class? Fuck you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I went, to, I went to Brooklyn Tech when it had a whole bunch of black kids in it. Thank you so much. That's Stuyvesant. But it, we but don't it, yeah, talk but, about that. But, yeah, but, but again, people like to ignore these kind of legacy hires or yeah. not even hires, hires legacy attendees or people who have money we know that george w bush's father gave a shit ton of money to yale you know, Jared to, let his, to let his dumb ass into yale and keep his dumb ass into yale and people again i think this is one of those things and we where know that donald j trump when we're talking did about not write the essay when we're talking about these issues <laughs> at a fourth grade level People conveniently you should ignore classes. I just bigly. I just want to. I just want to point out that again, when we're talking I'm about these issues of discrimination, 
people conveniently ignore classism because, again, it's like, well, one day I'll be the rich person and I'll be able to send my kids to whatever school. And it's like, no, bitch. Oh, trust the, me. I'm the telling rich you. People, the rich people are the ones <laughs> who are I'm going to be the rich person. <laughs> and if my kid is dumb as fuck, trust me, we're dropping the bag. <laughs> so one of the first thoughts that I had on this uh, regarding this topic. It's okay. <laughs> they, know, they know what they get with this podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well I pray after this. I mean. Jesus, no arms. So one of the things that I thought about, like one of my first thoughts about this was one, um, my mind went back to uh, former Justice Scalia, who is now deceased, and his listen, his last. (laughs) I'm not gonna talk about Anton like that. (laughs) If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, it was his very last or close to his last opinion. Yeah, one of his last opinions. One of his last opinions was basically shitting on HBCUs and calling yeah. them inferior in an opinion. Meanwhile, this is happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it But that's just... also why most a lot of people know this happens except the blind eye of the elite and they're like, oh my God, this couldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. And they all do it. And so it's one of those it's a it's I mean it's one of those it's an American story of the elite class and the highly wealthy class continuously cut corners to become and to stay in their elite wealthy class and they allow the middle class and the working class to fight amongst each other mm-hmm. about the spots that we get when they've already hogged up spots regardless of their talent. So yeah, that's my thought. I also want to know just real quick, like we don't have to go into it, but just a thought out there regarding other standardized testing, especially for professional schools, bar exam, boards, MCAT, what have you, you know, the way that those tests are set up, it's all, like the when you when you test for those, like when you actually go in and the test is administered, the way that these uh, famous people, what have you, um, got their kid to cheat on SATs, that setup you can do for the bar exam. I don't know how it is for MCAT and other professional tests, but you can do that for the bar exam. Like you can make like the way that they did it, they basically made it look like their child needed um, professional help. And they got extended time, they extended got time modifications. modifications. Basically, their own personal proctor who was man, basically listen, whoever that consultant was. Man, he deserves well, every he time snitched. he got there. He deserves he every, hard. every he dime. He walked, he walked in every, there and said, guilty. <laughs> every <laughs> dime he earned. He was My man was working overtime for these folks. What's his name? Uh, Takashi 6 9 whatever. He was... He <laughs> was <laughs> is that how you say his name? The rapper? Yeah, 6 yes. 9 I'm he, a 6 he, 9 fan. He, he was 6 9 for the for the Because he had... No, there was no L. He was like, uh, what? Guilty. <laughs> she did it. She did it. She did it. He did it. Is this mic on for the wiretap? Yes. Can you repeat that? Uh, all right. Cool. Yeah, that's crazy. That is brazy. Um, let's brace. Let's jump to this next topic real quick. Let's get into our good sister there, Stacey Abrams, and hey girl, hey the interesting Joseph the Biden. Hey. Yeah. I mean, so that's an interesting power play for Joe Biden to maybe look at already selecting a running mate. One is Joe Biden leading in the polls. He's leading in the polls. Haven't even announced. Haven't even, haven't even announced. announced yet. I have a question about that. How do y'all feel about people that haven't been announced being included in polls? I think because it's, I think it's kind of I mean, it's, uh, you know what's his face? Run. Is, uh, 
Like Buttigieg hasn't, hasn't what's, announced what's yet, a, and like half the fuck haven't. The like, governor of Maryland, what's his face? Hogan. Hogan. There we go. Isn't he in like a poll? No, no. there's many polling there yet. No, are you sure? Not, not that I'm aware. Huh. I, think yeah, I mean, the if thing you, is, if you if everyone, you have seen one, send it my way. Everyone knows Biden's going to run, and the power play with that Stacey Abrams is it locks from, everything up early. It locks everything up very early, including her, including her away from running. But her running doesn't ever it well, won't affect his election. Yeah, it wouldn't. Um, it would affect other people's, but not his. You're right. Um, but it also it affects South Carolina. You know, and it. I feel it, like it would affect uh, Beto Georgia. born to do this O'Rourke. Listen, we go, that that's something we'll say that for Sunday, but we're gonna, a, to we're gonna have a discussion about. Let's say that let's say that for Sunday, and folks, please tune in. We're gonna have a, a interesting discussion about Beto and peak. I call it peak white male privilege. Like only, literally a white dude that one does not party? currently have a job that was. Raised on absolute privilege, can turn around and you know his qualification for running for president. I was born to do this and actually get that shit. Not only that, the one who but let's get back. Let's get back to Biden. But we're gonna talk about that Sunday. We're gonna talk about that Sunday. The Biden thing is it gives him a progressive streak. It gives him a progressive bona fide. Stacey Abrams. Mm -hmm. Um, My issue. I mean, well, can can we can we truly say that? Biden let let me finish the thought so that I can. So it gives him like so people think of Joe Biden as a moderate. As a centrist Democrat, because it's white. Somebody, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, all politics. things considered, all things considered, his policy stances, moderation with Obama, etc. Yeah, that's it. Like he's a moderate centrist Dem. What it does is it gives him a progressive counterpart um, to kind of slow down the Bernie Bros and or the this Bernie. Island people in terms yeah. of black folks that like Bernie, and then also I don't understand that shit. But okay, and also kind of helps guarantee the fact that maybe one day we'll have another black woman um, as pre- I mean another black person as president and the first black woman. I mean, it's a good power play. Do I like it? I don't, I don't really have any like I haven't haven't digested it enough to say that it's a good or bad thing. I think so it's, so I have a I, question. Okay, so. The Democrat president is only as effective as as Demo- as only as effective if there's a Democrat Senate. Georgia, the Georgia seat absolutely has to flip for a Democrat Senate. You don't think she can flip that seat? No. In a presidential year? No, I don't. I don't think Corden. Not Corden. It's Purdue. Isaacson. Yeah. No, it's per- Purdue. Oh, one or two. One or two Georgia senators. Purdue would be very hard to beat. I mean, Sunny Purdue. Fair enough. No, not Sunny Purdue. It's Johnny Anderson. Yeah, it's Purdue. Pretty popular figure. Not a bad man. Not a not a yeah. not, not a boogeyman. Um, it is hard to beat, and like it'd be a lot of money to spend on a race that we probably lose. Yeah. Um, and she's great. <laughs> Do I you think, think she could win? Yeah, but like it, it's gonna it, it would take a lot. I mean, the thing is, it wouldn't be the first time somebody's done something like this. Um, in 2016, when things got super desperate, uh, Brother Ted, uh, Edward Cruz, um, Rafael Edward Cruz, um, oh, yeah. chose Carly midway through to be his VP running mate. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Trump eventually smoked them. Yeah. I think I can see both ends of this. I can see... Uh... Um, Damo's point of it being a power play. Another opinion that I heard was 
uh, it coming off as pandering because mm-hmm. Biden is so centrist and more or less a reformed Republican almost, you know, like, yes, for his time, his, uh, his political views were definitely progressive for his time with the exception of um, the judicial hearings with Anita and the like. Um, I mean, Biden gave us gay rights. More or less, yeah. But at the same time, we are now past that, you know, and we now have actual representation of true progressive views to the point where Biden doesn't look like he represents those. And any move that he makes at this point, especially when it comes to the African-American vote, specifically because of what happened with Anita Hill, it's going to look like pandering. And, you know, I don't see it as pandering because I look at the big picture of it all. But I can also see how people still would call it pandering, like the talking point of somebody who's either anti-Biden or, you know, pro anybody else, which doesn't necessarily mean anti-Biden. Yeah. I can see that main talking point being he's pandering. I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I'm Joe, I think this is this is wild. This is a conspiracy gene. I think... <clears throat> I float the Stacey Abrams idea out there as a silent ghost incognito test for the idea of a Biden-Harris ticket. It's like, hey, how do I float the idea of me picking a black woman early out the gate and locking this shit down really, really quickly? I, I think, I don't know, I think Kamala Harris and Stacey Abrams are so different. Yeah. The only thing they have in common is their blackness. They I think very, is that kind of and even their exactly. blackness is different. And even their blackness is very different. Well, I mean their well, blackness are similar. They're both HBCU. Stace, like, and, uh, black and, and, and I had the same conversation earlier no. today. Yeah. Stacy has, I think, more appealability because she is a southern black woman. Exactly. She comes from that part of America that we're trying to recapture. Uh Kamala is uh, again, uh, West Coast elite, coastal, like she's not going to resonate in the same way that Stacey Abrams. With that being said, Stacey girl, if you want to run for president, I will gladly give up my job and like, mm. get, let's get it popping. Can you run for vice president when you so, be hopping off your job too? Oh, for sure. They, because they want you know, her to need, run. I'd get... be like, look, I'm going to take moratorium. I'm going to do both. Like, we need, we need but, to get Stacey like, on no, this Stacey podcast. We need to get running. Kamala on this podcast. I think I think you know I think I think I think we need to get most of these presidentials here and have them come have them to have this I conversation. I think Stacey with us. can run for president on her I own. Agree. I agree. So, um, look, I I love Joe. I think what everyone can agree with as far as like I think it's authentic. Any, from Joe. any presidential mm-hmm. uh, I don't think election it's inauthentic. is that is there is there a, there's a window. Yeah, I think everybody. Anybody with a D next to their name in twenty twenty is going to be Trump. It's like there's a it's window for you Trump to run. Be Trump. You, as long as you have a D, you have a D next to your name, and there's no uh, major third party candidate. Why do candidate. people think that Trump is going to just get beat? Because I, I, look, I saw the I, because I, I saw the numbers from twenty. Because Didn't I saw I talk about this because I saw the numbers from twenty from twenty sixteen. I know Trump how he can won. easily win the election. Fuck Thank you. He for sure can. Fuck out of here. To everybody viewing that don't want like if you think I'm not trolling. I'm dead serious. Are you trolling us? No. Dom. Is this some kind of Republican Dom, scheme? Dom, Dom. Do you guys really seriously think Trump's going to get another margin? You, I margin, miss, I margin, of, margin of 20,000 votes in Michigan again? Fuck out of here. You, you see what is happening? Oh, it, it'll be close. It's listen, not going to be nowhere near listen, that. Listen, I, think, I think Trump 
can't easily but win. But he can definitely win. He's not going to win Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin again. the leg. What are you talking about? Listen. He can definitely fucking win again. Has something changed in the last two years? Yeah, no. no. Yes, it has. I, I, no, I'm going to tell you what just changed. The fact that this Mueller report just said that he ain't collude nobody. I don't think that Nobody think was second for colluding. Yeah. That was not going to be the smoking <laughs> gun for anybody. What I'm saying well, is I'm this glad. is what America I love the transition we have because Mueller report actually was our next topic. You saw how I did that? Yeah. It's been the bane of my existence the last five or six days. The fact that we still haven't seen it, and these things are like, this is a four-page, not even a memo. It's basically a four-page a, memo on a, th- on a, like a 3,000. It's a third-grade book report. It's a political document. It's a third-grade book report. It's a third-grade, it's a four-page political document that gives enough fact fa- to give credibility to Barnes, but it's enough bullshit that like, you can't believe what he's saying. I agree with you. I agree with you. He literally, the only thing that we can trust in that document is the fact that the Mueller said he did not see direct collusion between Russia if well, you don't have quotes in that and then, the, then, then he also said it. that about an obstruction of justice you can also collude I cannot you know say that he did it I can't say that he didn't all I can do is give you the evidence and you have to make that determination which was his job in the first damn place but the thing is this that's the, all the thing he was hired to the do one, the issue is this alright the issue is this the three or four people that would have actually executed the collusion refused to cooperate. First being chiefly Paul Manafort. Right. Second being Jerome Corsi. Third being Roger Stone. Um, and then also, because he was never able to deep, you know, depose Donald Trump. Yeah. If you can't, your, your main witness, like the, the, the person that is the case, if the most that you can do is send in questions and he can send back answers, you never answers really that get you the know case. he didn't write because right. he reads yeah. on a second grade level. And so it becomes one of those things of you were never able to depose the 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 main key witness in this. Um, like there was not going to be a case, or whether it was collusion, whether it was obstruction of justice. The, the most important person that you were like you, to depose, you were able to do. I mean, so. the thing is and this: that's fine if he, he, and that's if fine if he failed to do so. If that, that's fine if he wasn't. But the way like conspiracy and collusion works, that like, there's these other parties. So yeah. Yeah. Even if that main person doesn't get deposed, right. the issue is that if the you other parties, the other people, do which it, is what happened, like. And more or less, and like what happened is they Manafort still said fuck you. No, Jerome Corsi's openly saying fuck you. The people on the Roger Trump Stone, side of Roger Stone is literally raising money off the fuck you he's giving yes. Mueller. Like, and that's ultimately the issue. Is what is can't depose any of the Russian Russian folks that you indicted. Why? Because they're in Russia, and mm-hmm. Russia's like I'm good. Mm-hmm. Can't depose any of the American folks on that side. Why? Because they, hey, they either got wrapped up in their own indictments, like, hey, I'll take the cases that I have, yeah. or I'm not going to say anything. So yeah. they were not able to get move any parts it. of, like, move on it. You know, there was not enough evidence. Not right. to say that there wasn't, there just wasn't enough evidence because at least half of them are in Moscow. And there was no way that you were going to get those individuals unless you got, like, audio tapes of them talking or video. No, 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 no. And again, Mueller was never an issue for people who 
voted for Trump for the reason that they voted for. So, like, now, Neither. like, they just got, like, a billion dollars sent over to Trump's border wall. Like, they're going to take that as a W and and take this whole thing. And that's exactly what's like, happening. Yeah, I was saying, like, you, know, you know what I think is, a, is This is was a, never an issue for the people that voted for Trump. Like, we already know people who aren't going to vote for Trump don't, like, yeah, this would have been great, but, like, it's fine. This needed to be a win in the way that, like, People who voted for Trump were gonna be like, oh, he's a, a treason. He's a traitor. He's a seditionist. Like we can't trust him. Sedition he's a liar. Like, like that's what they needed this to be. And, and it was never thing. gonna be that. And here's my thing. Even if it was the case of what you just said, his base is so strong and so sheep-minded cool that that would not even matter. He has a on the electoral vote, he has a cool forty to forty five percent of the popular vote on lock. On lock. Like he at least on lock. And so that means I think it's a little lower, but I I'll give you that. I don't, but like his base in those key states, they don't care if every factory in their town closed. They don't they don't care if which it has in a lot of cities. They don't care if grandma lost her health care. Which it rich. did. Because they're going to be rich ones. They don't care if <laughs> if, their, if their town flooded and they were sleeping on top of roofs. Well, it almost did. Like, well, they're they're in Iowa and Nebraska right now. Huh? They're doing that Iowa and Nebraska right now. They don't care if they can't sell a corn stalk. They can't sell a sunflower seed. They can't. Which know, they can't. A, a bell of wheat. Which they can't. Fuck if y'all. they can't do that, they'll still vote for Trump. Because there's this idea of the American dream being attainable. And now the American dream isn't just the basics, so to speak. It's not just the house and the car and stability. It's, I want to be a billionaire so So freaking bad. bad. And (laughs) my thing is, for real, for real, Trump might not even be a billionaire. So they that, idealize his personality. It's a, it's I, a, it's a I had a personality. I had a person tell me oh, about twenty years ago, twenty fifteen years ago, that we're that old. A person that uh, I had a person about fifteen years ago tell me after about a hundred million dollars, there is no major significant lifestyle change. There's no major significant lifestyle I difference. I, I, haven't, I haven't. I haven't. I mean, and, and the person logic, lo- logically, I mean, I mean, logically, you know, between the private jets, you can buy almost any house you want. You can have almost any experience I just you make want. Want fifty two hundred? You know, there's I'll no difference between like a I person makes a hundred million. Yeah. I'm going to have an extra point here. The person makes a hundred million. The person makes a billion. If you look at Trump when he ran an election, right? Mm-hmm. You know. It usually takes a while for the person to the, the candidate to get to their you know private plane to be like get the door in the general or whatever right. Trump came out the gate. I got the helicopter landing in Iowa at the Iowa State Fair. Trump, you know, Trump Force One. We're gonna have our rallies at the airports early, which means you're gonna see me fly in on that bad boy, come up off the plane, not a good time. So like people got to see what you know, see and to some degree experience from afar. What the wealth because was it like. was entertainment yeah, and it, it was yeah. false yeah. advertising. It seemed like it was like American made, which it everybody wasn't. can do. That. I'm gonna make America great again, and when I make Excuse America me. great again, you mean you can't maybe license your one name for day my you'll be like me. <laughs> maybe one day you'll be like me. But that's not even what Life he's saying. He's saying I am this, and you can't be like me. But he's not saying that. He is saying that they don't care. He's not saying that. He's saying. 
He's saying the reason you can't do it because you can be like me. Except the black people are stopping you. Illegal aliens are stopping you. The Chinese are stopping you. Taking your money now. That's why he's creating. He's creating all these boogeymen on why you're not him yet. And because you're not him, because other other people alien is stealing your job. You're not there yet because the Chinese are t- stealing your technology. Even though you in you're, the middle of you know, nowhere, you're Texas, not there yet. Because, not one Chinese person. Because they're not allowing you to drill drill oil in your land. You're not there yet because they're like, you know, they're not allowing me to cut taxes so you can get more money. And so, like he, he I mean, he made all these boogeymen and made himself out to be the savior because mm-hmm. it's fear tactics. Propaganda. It's basically McCarthyism all over again. Yeah. But while we're on this topic of um of uh of uh protecting white folk from other things, y'all want to have a discussion about the um the uh elected old white guy protection mafia. Elected old white guy. The DCCC and then new policy. Now, before we get into it, I, I just want to ask a question because uh, I'm just curious. What happens in the Republican Party when you have, because I do see that there is kind of like this streak of like millennial conservatives that are trying to break in, break through, whatever the case may be, trying to extend the conservatism, conservatism to younger audiences. How does the R, Triple C, I don't know what you all call yourselves. Um how do you all respond to RSA and, sure. and RCC? Sure, whatever. Um, how do you all respond to these do types you, of issues? Do you restrict vendors and other businesses that support challengers to incumbents? I, let's just no. talk about the. So let's, 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 let's talk about, let's talk about what DCCC is doing. And then D, go let's, to before that. we get into that, yeah. you know, DCCC pretty much put out a statement and in a regulation basically saying that any vendor. Anybody doing business supporting um, a a candidate that is running for a seat that is already held by a Democrat, um, they can't do business with the DCCC. Yeah. So pretty much like they're going to cut them out of anything to do with the DCCC and their candidate and their other candidates if they support a candidate in, in a race, one race or ten races. Right. That are running against the incumbent. So any firm that it's the AOC to... Presley rule. Yeah, it's your right. AOCs, your Ayanna Presley. It's the like... AOC Presley rule. And pretty much, we'll, we'll chop it there. And yeah. while and while I think this is no, important. no, don't chop it. I, I Say it. It's, no, no, I mean, I mean, no, what I mean by chop it there, I mean but like I, I it's I not extended to the whole pack of folks. It's particularly for AOC and Presley. It's like the Andrew Tuck rule. This is the AOC Presley. Yeah. And the thing is this, and the thing is this, you know, I think it's a horrible idea. I think it's a horrible decision. I'll tell you why. Um, this is something that's going to hurt minority firms. Absolutely. First and foremost, minority firms don't have access to the, you know, DCCC or the DNC or a lot of the big, you know, Emily List or Planned Parenthood, a lot of the big uh, the big orgs where a lot of the big dollars are going to be spent. Um, <clears throat> but they do have access to the upstart candidate who's willing to take a risk on them, and they're willing to take a risk on on the opportunity of, hey, let's get this shock win, and I'll develop more business. That's, I mean, you're, 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 in the consulting world, particularly political consulting, mm-hmm. your, your value is based off of your last big win. And the thing is this, the thing is this, 
a, a, a startup firm, a startup, you know, black female, Hispanic female, Latina owned firm is not going to get the same opportunities with the DCCC. Mm-mm. They're just not going to be able to go in there and bid on those contracts because the way that the way the game is dealt, the way the game is handled. Now, I do think it's absolutely horrible that, you know, you're blocking out vendors based off what happens in the primary. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the DCCC is there to elect Democrats. But, you know, I think, hey, you, your goal should be to elect Democrats and the general. Now, I'm not a Democrat. Yes, I'm not my exactly. role to tell you how to, how to handle your party. Supporting Democrats after the primary to win in the general. Now, I will tell you what, what happens on our side. On our side, the NRCC will support in some, some situations candidates and pre-primary. Right. Now, the thing is this. And that's fine. And, and, the thing, and that's fine. That's fine. The thing is this. The NRCC and the NRSC and the RNC are such insider games that unless you're cool with whoever the chair is, a blah, 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 is an ED or whatever, you're probably not going to get a fucking contract anyway. That's the way it works. That's just the way it is. But what you can do, you can be so fucking good because they're typically their vendors because their vendors are good old boy club type of shit. Mm-hmm. You can be so fucking good that you end up in an open war with them, i.e. what you've been seeing for roughly the last, like, Six years between the Koch brothers and the and the RNC. Mm-hmm. Um, Koch brothers developed their own product. RNC had um, the GOP data trust, which then became an RNC. Uh, I forget the name of the shit. But it was like another like database or whatever. Koch brothers developed i three sixty, which is essentially like the best in the business when it comes to like data or whatever. Um, like literally the best in the business. Like they literally were at war for years, and right. then it became then then. You know, over the last like year or kiss two, and made up. they kiss and made up and, and joint, you know, joint venture or whatnot. But, but the thing is this: the way the, the the GOP is, especially in the age of the Tea Party, and especially the age mm-hmm. of like insurgent candidates, you know, you can make your name on, let's say, a Rand Paul, or you can make your name on, let's say, a Justin Amash, or you can make your name on, fuck it, even a Steve King. Um, and get more business afterwards and not be penalized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the thing is, is, people still read FEC reports to figure out who's working with who based on what kind of results were given. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's the advice I always give. You know, folks that get into the consulting game, like, hey, you know, you know, one first and foremost, you know, you get paid, don't get paid under your business name because people are going to look up your business and they look up the actual report. Secondly, do a fucking amazing job, and third, get your fucking W. Because um, then you know people will come back and want to figure out, oh, hey, you know. Give, I'll give you a great example. Uh, Randall Woodfin. Not, uh, Randall Woodfin in, uh, in, in Alabama, right? Pine Street. Pine Street. Uh, Pine Street. Uh, uh, and what Don, Don has done with Pine Street. You know, after they got that win in Alabama, after they got that win, you know, Doug Jones ended up picking them up. Um, Andrew Gillum ended up picking them up. I think Stacy worked for them. Imagine them supporting a, a, a young black dem. Right. It's like, hey, you know, he had the money and he's running against the incumbent. He wins or loses. That's yeah. how he loses. And then another black dim or, or other dim that wants like their money, like, hey, we want to use them. And they're like, hey, no, you can't use them now because they supported a young challenger. And my thing is that we support democracy. Yep. We support the right of challengers to challenge incumbents. Absolutely. Period. Here's and it's okay. And like, like, like these seats. They're not party are, seats. Uh, these seats, seats are not lifetime seats. Nope. They're not. They're not the person seat. That a person that's holding that seat seat, it is the those seats are the district seats. Those those, those residential people that are voting, those, that's their seats, and they have the right to choose their own candidate. Of and, course, I think what you're articulating is one set of problems with this. 
the other set of problems that I see. I'd be antitrust too, but you know. Oh, that Jesus. that part. So okay, so now three problems that I see because I forgot about that part. I'm tired. But, <laughs> um, so what Dama was saying, that's definitely one. When you mentioned, um, yeah, when you mentioned uh, how, but when I'm talking. False. The thing is you this, um, on our I, side of the aisle, like, things like, to the one thing, on our side of the aisle, we do have things like the Senate Conservatives Fund um, that, you know, literally has said, you know, you know, fuck the old boys club, or, or you know, Jane and Kelly like to call it the big boys club. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 you know, the old boys club, the big boys club, and, you know, have funded and elected insurgent candidates. Um, you know, Ted Cruz is a product of that. Um, I think, you know, my personal opinion, professional opinion, I think AOC and the honor president are in so much more better position than they were with much better tools than this folk like Senate Conservatives Fund or any of the outside groups ever could be. I mean, AOC not, can not literally... To say that, not to say they were upgrades from the members they replaced, to say they are very different candidates, they're yeah. different, and they, they add to the but, caucus in a way that their other candidates did not. Mm-hmm. And we should want the diversity in the But my thing is this, my thing is this, I think they actually are in a position to, you know, realistically, if they really want if they really wanted to, they could elect three or four more AOCs on a president every single cycle. They don't want if that. they if they if and they that's, want that's my what, point. And, no and, and what, what I mean and what I mean by what I mean is that they in particular have that type of power that nobody else has. AOC has the power to literally knight somebody and raise them two million dollars the next day if she wanted to. She has that type of juice right now. Ayana may Ayana's up there too, I but I feel like we're forgetting that she just got off a job being a barista. That but but she has she just got off a job being a barista. Where, that wasn't her only job. That wasn't her only job too. Yeah, but, but and that's my other point. Like but, she still She's done policy work before. Yeah. True, but she's still working class. Like it's but so but my but my but my thing she's is she's working class, but she's not white working class. Yeah, and I, just, and, like, and I just want to point out, like, there's a thing that Dom said in regards to diversity. Like, there's I, I would almost hasten a guess as to why, to Jean's point, why like Senate conservative, like they're not going to hit what the Dems are doing with AOC and what have you now, because like the Democratic Party, with all of its faults and foibles still is a party that is inclusive enough to represent the changing America and the Republican mm-hmm. Party is not. However, like as we've mentioned on this podcast in the past, like none of us in this room are confused about like who's heading the Democratic Party and mm-hmm. like what interests they have to protect. I think it's unfortunate that it'd be like, well, we're not going to challenge incumbents because like that's just not good business for us. But I get it, right? Like you play to win. If you think that an incumbent has a better shot at beating a Republican challenger, then they're like, yeah, why wouldn't you do that? That yeah. makes sense. But you just don't block out the challenger. Exactly. Right. I agree. And I agree what, 100% there has to be something better that allows you to just be With like, your let's, let's come together to do this. Like, but their strategy be, in like, trying to block people out. Right. But their strategy in trying to keep Dems in their respective houses is basically going to translate into an old white dude club because the people who can afford yeah, the old donors i mean the, right. the hard dollars i mean it's a different and what i mean what i was trying to articulate republicans and democrats the republicans yeah. have promoted 
younger Republicans in leadership. But what did they and, look like? And, and, Where's no, but, but, but they had. Who? And, and Democrats are a very much a... What, what young Republicans? Huh? What young Republicans? I mean, Paul Ryan was young when he got moved up. Paul, Paul got moved up by virtue of being... Paul, like, like, so, like, Paul was on the fast track. Like, like, how many people you know? Uh, uh, Cheney. That's that was by that was by need of as a response but, but, to, and but, she's not young. She's like fucking fifty. Yeah, I mean, but compared to like Elise Stefanik, who's like literally like doing all the work and saying, "Hey, listen to me," you know, "listen to me," and they're literally but Paul, ignoring but her. About like a Paul Ryan, that never really happens on the Democratic Party side. People sure. have to y'all don't y'all don't, don't don't die. Don't wait. Wait your turn is be in Congress for eight terms, six <laughs> years. Obama, Obama and then maybe the we'll give you. So that's why he got about the Senate. You know, and so it becomes a, a wait your turn type deal. And I mean, question: if, Do you it, think? Do you, I have some question? Do you think if Paul isn't the twenty twelve VP nominee and doesn't why, jump why, from... Paul who? Wait, 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 wait. Paul who? Paul Ryan. If he is in the 2012... Paul George? Paul Chris Ryan. Paul? Paul Ryan. Who? Paul Ryan. No, that's not a thing. So, no, no, no. But I have a question. This is a serious question. If he isn't the VP nominee, right? Why would he And he, he doesn't... And he in doesn't... 2020. In 2020. I mean, in 2012, sorry. 2012, sorry. 20, wait. Oh, if he isn't... If, if he's not Mitt Romney's VP nominee, and he doesn't jump from ways and means to budget, Oh, you're going back in time. Yeah. Okay, that's why I was Do you, like... No, no, that's, that's, I'm actually... That's, that's, <laughs> you can't be talking about Paul Ryan. I was um, like... Yeah. Yeah. like, we're going back to the Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, making, I'm making an argument. I'm making an argument here. Okay. If, he's, if he doesn't get lucky enough to be Mitt Romney's VP nom... I mean, VP running mate, right? And then is, is blessed to make the jump from chair of ways and means to chair of budget. Do you think he gets on a fast track? Well, chair of ways and means is higher than chair of budget. If we're being, uh, like... From an insider point of view, possibly yeah. it is. No, but it is. It's not the ways it means. But do you think? Do you do you think? Do you think without that twenty twelve nod, do you think he gets? Fat? He I don't, I don't think he gets that opportunity to be majority leader. To get to, he was no, already to be majority leader. He was a majority leader. He was he was and when Banner when Banner stepped down, he wasn't even in leadership. When Banner he was a committee chair, but he went in leadership. He went a conference. He went a part of conference leadership. When Banner steps down, when Banner steps down. They're looking for a new leader, and everybody and, and McCarthy's too bloody because of the situation with Renee Elmer's at the time, who's also a leader, who's the conference chair. You know, McCarthy's McCarthy at the time majority leader, Banner speaker, Renee Elmer is, is, is conference chair. Apparently, rumor has they had an affair, so they both were too bloody up to do anything. Scalise wants to stay as whip, and so now the conference is looking for a new leader to rally around. And everybody starts saying Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan, Paul so, Ryan, so Paul if Ryan. He didn't, if he didn't, if he hadn't assumed chair of the Ways and Means Committee, he, if, he, if he, had, he fuck that, if he doesn't become VP nominee to Mitt Ryan, he's to Matt, I mean to Mitt Romney. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't even get the look. He doesn't get speaker of the house. So what? Maybe. So redirect me to the point that you're trying to yeah, make. Yeah, because my point, to, my I'm, point is I'm making drowning. my point that I'm making is that the fact that he was chair. Just, wait, of the Ways and Means Committee at, at like forty, <laughs> at like forty is a big deal. That is a big deal. I mean, I think that uh, the chair of the Ways and Means Committee. Right well, the point now, that I was making is that to a degree, a good deal of luck was involved. A good deal of luck and a lot of insider donor pushing for Paul is is how he as how Dom's point was that that the GOP pushes younger folk. The, the, the chair of the Ways Committee now is seventy years old. Yeah. Ryan Paul was like forty, but we also give we also give our guys, but we also give our guys term Paul limits. Ryan and me. We also give our guys term limits on chairmanships. Y'all don't. Y'all don't give y'all guys term limits on 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 leadership. But that but the chair Paul Ryan 
and also and you also 40. know it's a fundraising game. Yeah, but it's yeah, but like you could buy yourself a championship. Yeah, but there's plenty of people raising money from the state of California and other places that could be charity. It's a right different. Now, right? It's yeah. a different fundraising. And we're getting sorry, guys. We into a really insider game here, but it's a much different fundraising no, but the game. Issue when, is, you're ra- when you're raising to steal a championship, that, when you're raising okay, to grab a championship, the, the about, than when you're raising just to raise. It, it's about kind of promotion in the Democratic Party, and yeah. we like the people to wait the turn. There was never going to be a time when Ayanna Presley to run for that seat <clears throat> unless Kabayana had left. And he had was not going to do it anytime soon. I agree. And so, waiting her turn was well, 10 years. Sometimes you're motherfucker. 16 years, 20 years. No, like she wanted to do it now, and she won. And he had a good career. Yeah. It ended. It happens. Yep. He had a great career, and now you have a dynamic person that represents a district in a very different way. And that's okay, and we are penalizing people from helping those efforts. Yeah. And people that are helping those efforts aren't trying to hurt the Democratic Party. It's help it. They're trying to, <laughs> at times, make it more diverse and, and a more reflective of their electorate that's actually, like, pushing for democratic values. And that's not the right move. Move on this so why are we on this? Uh, why are we why would this you great transition? Down um, the let's get into this. Let's a get man's it. rabbit hole of just. We like, did go into. I, I pulled about it. Though. I, I did. I did. Jesus, these Jesus. things happen. He was in the sand trap. Sorry, ladies. So we apologize. You know, you guys can get this. This is your... worse than you doing math. Oh, uh, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is like so. A, uh, that that was that was a really really insider. Like it got into a really insider discussion about how like they like young people. How Congress likes to work. But but real real quick, so Robert kind of on this like technical shit, electoral college. It's time to be abolished. It was, it was or, or, or 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 do we need to look at an alternative where the U.S. senators are also reapportioned the way House seats are, maybe on a larger scale. I don't even know how that would work. I mean, I, be, that's not even something I had considered. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think with the electoral colleges, we know where it came from. I think we. I think it we came from. It's a. It's a. It's the last vestige of slavery, right? And so we know where it came from, and it's there to give. Oh, well, at times, slaveholding states or rural states more power in electing mm-hmm. president presidents. The issue is, it's not the popular vote. No. And in every other election that we have, in states, uh, congressional seats, county seats, school board seats, popular vote. Right. The president, no. And it's not even like proportion, like you win the proportion of the seats you won. I think that we should be lit. I think that I think that's a, I think, a great I, think, com- I think that's an amazing compromise. I think the the popular you vote can, should be the campaign. deciding vote on who should be president. I agree. And it does and and the argument is that people are already going to pay. You'll never have another Republican president without it. Places no. to elect. They already do that. Well, not even no. I don't. They don't do that. They what they do right now is just a bunch of. It's like maybe like five or six swing states to get all the attention. Yes. I actually, I actually, I actually think there's an argument that if every if you vote have, count, every, every vote count, you're campaigning literally everywhere for every single vote. Yes. It's, you're not just going to the most populous places. You're going to you know Southern Mississippi. You're going to Northern Ohio. Because if you already win it by if, if if there's only a three to seven million. Vote swing out of what two hundred million votes? Four, about three hundred. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you know, that's, that's a, a two lot. or three percent swing. Yeah, you gonna go everywhere. You are gonna be in the upper North Dakota, the, close it, to Canada, knocking on doors. doors. You are gonna be everywhere. The issue is that the issue is that 
you will never probably have another Republican president elected, or at least Republican. Would that be the challenge of the Republican Party to be inclusive? Yes, it would be. So then, that's not a I problem, agree. is it? I, it's not a problem. I okay. think. Listen, listen. I'm, 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 of the belief, I'm of the belief that the Republican Party needs to reflect America. The what? Because who? The Republican Party needs to reflect America. Oh, needs, needs to. Oh, okay. okay. I could, I could listen, listen, let me be clear. I'm too. Mm. The Republican Party needs to reflect America. It does. And they're very, very far away from that. My response is way too sharp. True. No, they, they, they're said. very, very far away from that. Um, and well, wouldn't this be the boost that they need to get there? It would there? be. It would be the nudge. So then why don't it would we be, just move to that? I mean, it would require a constitutional amendment. <laughs> wouldn't you argue that the Republican Party does reflect the viewpoints of the America that they're representing? Not a broader America. But the people that they're representing don't want that. I agree with you. So they are representing the America that they envision. That they particularly want, but I'm speaking as an entire country. But you know, that's you, not going to happen. I think eh, it's not far. The, the thing is this, pre-2010, pre the, hey, we're going to build, you know, outrage America so we can, you know, get. The birther movement? Not just birther, but, but larger what the current conservative movement is. Um, the birther movement? Which I'm saying much more broader than just birther. Yeah, you know, I feel like it encompassed a lot than just yeah. It, it, there, there's a lot there. What but makes the thing pop, is this: the thing is this. Pre, vote a bad idea. pre pre 2010, you had a Republican Party that was pro immigration. Had a Republican Party that you know was pro health care reform. You had a Republican Party that probably would have reacted you know to gun reform um, in a way that you know probably still protected two way rights. While at the same time providing reasonable reform like background checks, mm-hmm. you know, pre two thousand ten, you know, you had a Republican Party that you know that that actually cared about spending. You know, there there was a Republican Party that actually there was a Republican Party conservative that actually had actual morals, values, principles that actually would benefit the country as a whole. That, that that's not there anymore. You know, right. it's now a, it's now a hey, let's outrage our voters and keep them outraged all the time, just so they can keep the vote, just so they can keep voting. And hey, you know, the old you know greatest driver ever is race. So the question becomes, you know, yes, I mean, you know, the question is, should we get rid of electoral college? I think we should. Yes, I think that I think president should be elected by popular vote. But I also think that you know, I also believe that um, you know, you do have to be. So much concerned of the tyranny of the majority, um, and that you you know have to have you know. So wouldn't, we're, we're concerned, right better, now. We're concerned about the tyranny. Wouldn't be better of the than wagging the dog and like just having all of these uh, super funded, well connected money donors being able to like ply us with false information about candidates to convince people to vote for I people think, that have no. I mean, personally, I think I think people should. What are they anyway? I think I think people should be able. I feel to like give, that would happen anyway. I mean, personally, I feel as though there should be no contribution limits, but I think. I think I think if a person wants to go ahead and openly give you a million dollars, let them openly give you a million dollars. You report that shit in forty eight hours. Wait, 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 but that person then has more influence on an election than the person that only. Not necessarily. Yes. Not necessarily. Yes. Not necessarily. That, how not necessarily? I believe I believe you should have unlimited free speech. And is money free speech? That's what money I was saying. I was about to say speech. that's. Mm, that's we're, not we're not going to go down this rabbit hole. We're not going to go down this rabbit hole. We're not going to go down this rabbit hole. That means rich people have more. Do we have sleepers? No. Rich people have more free speech than poor people. Not necessarily. I think people. No, you just said you. That's a fucking lie. Get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> okay, <what? laughs> do we have sleepers? Well, <laughs> well no, because I wanted to talk about this for just a, a second. So regarding the Electoral College, like, I understand the history of it all, but I also, like, especially regarding the racial components therein, but I also feel like because the presidential election and the decision is so important, I don't know. Like, I kind of like the the duality of it. I feel like if you could, and I want to say this right, if if there was a way for it for the electoral college to be more transparent than it is, I mean it's very transparent. Not really. You know exactly where the votes are. No, I mean <laughs> how like, you got to get them. No, so, so I'm if, talking if, about from the American people. So side. if if they were by proportion, meaning let's say you won my great or do a by congressional seat, if, by congressional no, district. No, if, if let's no, let's not do that. Um, <laughs> Because it's like with all that gerrymandering and shit, and all yeah. these maps redrawn, and these—if it was by proportion, maybe like Ohio has like fifteen electoral college votes. Mm-hmm. If if Republicans win Ohio, fifty-three to forty-seven, so that means Ohio eight goes to the winning president. Eight, I mean, eight goes to one person, seven goes to another. Mm-hmm. If it went like that, eh. I might be for it. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, but states, states have the states can do that. No, no, they yeah, can't. No, yes, no, Maine does can't. it. Huh? Maine does it. So Maine, okay. Nebraska does it too. Yeah. So states are. So states there's, have the a, power there's to a movement it. around Colorado, the Col- states, states can decide how they award right. their electoral vote. Like, like Colorado and just. That- Colorado also, just yes. passed the bill and just said, "Hey, we're gonna lower, we're gonna award our electoral votes to whoever wins a popular but so vote." But the one, the one, the, the 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 party control gets to determine. Who the electors are. The the winner losser of the total entire state. So fifty one forty nine. All these electoral college votes goes to the one that says fifty one and not forty nine. Mm-hmm. And so everyone that has forty nine, they You're S O L, yeah. In, in red states like Alabama, Mississippi, a Democrat, you don't have a chance in hell. You, you, but it's similar in blue states like Maryland and, and exactly. exactly. What I'm saying is I feel like And that's an issue too. I, I feel like they would in New York. I feel like God. a reform of the electoral college would be more effective than taking it out altogether. Because if you like the idea that you just had, and how some states do it, like you said, Maine and Nebraska. Nebraska is the other one. You know, I feel like the way that they set up their electoral but, college. But votes, Nebraska though is by by. It's not even like it's like it's like it's even. It's like it's like two one. Yeah, but it's like electoral districts. You could do however, it's done. I don't done. like electoral districts because you gerrymander those, and we right. know that's inherently what right. I'm no, saying. Maine, is, Maine. However, it's oh, done. However, it's done. I feel like that method of reforming the electoral college would be better suited than just getting rid of it altogether. Because the presidential election is way too fucking important, as opposed to you know state elections. The reason why we only have a popular vote in state elections is because another state isn't involved. Yeah, right. you see what I'm saying. So what? You know the the issue, the concern about you know just the coastal states taking over uh, an American election. That's a real problem. And yes, the Republicans would have to do a whole lot of you know soul searching in order to fit within that yeah. new norm should it happen. But even still, 
that problem can also help happen to the Democrats as well. Yeah. You know, just the population. I mean, look, I think is this. If Republicans finally got their shit together and, like, was able to pull off, like, 15, 20% of black vote and lock in maybe, like, another 10%. I mean, you know, about a third of Hispanics. You're mashing again. I was about to say You're mashing again. I'm sorry, guys. Math. But if, if, at, at the end of the day, if, if, if Republicans could get their shit together with Hispanics and black folk, they could be able to, they would dominate across the country. I mean, for sure. At all levels of government. Because at the same. Yeah, but the issue is, like, is, a, is electoral college a, a fair system? No. Right no, now, no, no. no. What I'm saying is, it gives way too much weight to like middle America. I hate to say it that way. It get, no, it gives way it too much weight to swing states to a to about ten states to swing white to, really to imaginary like, swing white white yeah, Like I don't, I don't have to campaign that much in California. Right. I don't have to can't um, campaign that much in New York or Texas. I don't have to campaign that much in Arkansas, North Dakota, or Vermont or Utah. I mean, maybe Vermont, but. but I understand, yeah. like, I understand your point. But, like, but all I have to do is focus on Ohio, Michigan, Florida, Florida, uh, I, I mean, you say Nevada, Nevada. Yeah. Colorado, yeah. Virginia, North Carolina, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona, Arizona. All I got to do is focus on those 10 states. And so, all the other issues in those these other states, really doesn't Don't matter. matter. Right. So, you know, again, I feel like a reform of how the electoral college is done would be better suited than just a straight popular vote. I like the popular vote. Bro. I like the popular vote, vote, vote counts. But my thing is, I like the pop. We like the popular vote now. I feel because the change. past couple elections, our side won. Well, the thing is, I mean, well, the Democrats have won a popular vote for about thirty years now, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Because we're fucking popular. What are you snorting? It's been about thirty Jesus. years. It's been a, it's been a good break now. All right, we got sleepers. Uh, I do. All right, let's kick it off, Jen. Hold on, I gotta. You don't even have it. On, like, yeah, I do have it out. You first. Okay, I was uh, falling asleep waiting for my sleeper. Oh, you can sleep Anyhow, where is Anyhow. Anyhow. I'll go. Night, night, night. So <laughs> this is um about a bill that was signed into law in Washington State, um to make it easier for Native Americans to vote. Um, because hey. I know that um. Uh, there's a certain party, I won't call it by name, that hates it when people can vote. And so this was like really important for me to kind of pull this out. Those since bloods. It was happening in Washington state. But essentially what this bill does is that it makes it easier for people to register to vote um, by not requiring like by modifying some of their minimums that they mm-hmm. need for registration so that they can include like unmarked homes and a non-traditional residential address. That can be used wherever a voter resides on an Indian reservation or Indian mm. lands. Um, I think it's important that when we're talking about voter rights and inclusivity, that it extends to every single person that is here and eligible to vote and kind of really think about the ways in which some states have gone so far as to institute modern day poll taxes, uh, despite the will of the people to allow people to vote, um, how that is critical to them maintaining a majority where they can. And so I just wanted to take that moment to recognize the state of Washington for recognizing that it's important to make sure that everybody can vote no matter where they vote. Cool, cool, cool. Kelly, you're up? Sure. So story time. About three years ago, there was an incident in, what's the name of the state, Kelly? Uh, Texas, San Antonio, 
San Antonio is in Texas, right? Yes. Okay. So, three years ago. In te- huh? Geography world and the Listen, world is common San Diego. It's late <laughs> and, you know, my brain shuts off at a certain time and it's about that time. So, a couple years ago, there was an incident in Texas, San Antonio specifically, in which a an officer uh, by the name of Luckhurst, Officer Matthew Luckhurst, put dog shit in between two pieces of old bread that was lying on the ground, placed it in a styrofoam container to make it appear like a meal, and gave it to a homeless man. Mm. Um, The man woke up thinking it was food. Goddamn. Ate it. Jesus. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He opened the container and, well, we don't know whether he ate it. Um, but Luckhurst actually admitted to doing this. And he was fired within 180 days of this incident. So he was fired on October 28th of 2016. So within three months of this incident, you would think that the story ends there because frankly, it's three years old. You think it's done. No, here's what happened. Uh A technicality on the date discrepancy basically overturned this decision. And he currently has his job back. And, that's pretty much the gist of the report. Um, the Grio was the one who originally reported it. And it's not, it's a sleeper because right now, even though we know this, it's not in the news as much as it should be. Mm-hmm. But some of these cops really ain't shit. Yeah. And, you know, criminal justice reform should include police training, not just on racial bias. But class bias and, you know, cultural competency and all these other things that basically I feel like you should already have as a decent human being in general. But for whatever reason, San Antonio decides to hire just some really shitty people, no pun intended, and they have jobs in which they are supposed to protect us, at least in San Antonio. And that's just not the case. Um... It's absolutely disgusting what this man did. I think it's even more disgusting that they gave him his job back on a technicality. Yeah. Um, Damn police unions. It, it's just, I, I can't even imagine. Like, that man is still human. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he still deserves dignity. Mm-hmm. And... You know, just cops, you just the blatant abuse of power and thinking that it's a joke. And I, I don't know. When I read it, I was just really, really mad. I just I, I saw that story. It's crazy. It. I'm. I'm just through. I'm tired. What you got for us? Mine is Jesse Smollett. <laughs> oh, that's how the hell of a so, sleeper. <laughs> I, like I mean, it's a today's. It's so waking woke, woke. You know, so, so, yeah, so <laughs> basically, he was. Um, all his charges were dropped. Null prost. Not even acquitted. Um, look, mm. charges dropped. You know, record. You know, expunged, et cetera. Case sealed. Um, had all these pretty much, you know, indicted charges on pretty much like making up all these false claims. Um, and it looked really bad for him today. Charges really dropped. <laughs> but the audacity, <laughs> the caucasity. Of Chicago Mayor Rob Emanuel saying you cannot have, because of a person's position, one set of rules apply to them and another set of rules apply to everybody else when the Chicago police beats Wait, kills, Rob Emanuel said this? 
all the fucking time. Dead fish wrong. And I, and I don't even like to curse because, like, I'm trying to be a better <laughs> But the audacity and caucasity of Rob Emanuel saying that there's one set of rules that applies to Jesse and another set of rules that apply to everybody else when, when literally there's one set of rules that applies to Chicago police and no one else that applies to and they're allowed to maim and kill black people. Laquan McDonald. Um, but there's hundreds of millions of dollars in lawsuits um, that are literally paid out to citizens in Chicago. And for him to say this, like, and he has never said anything nope. about the hundreds of millions of dollars in lawsuits that Chicago has paid out. Nope. Never said anything about like, well, you know, Laquan McDonald getting shot the hell up. Never said anything about it. And this nope. is why his ass is not not in the mayor's race. He won't be mayor again because it's just a cognitive dissonance and it's like, it's disgusting. And it's like, he's one of the worst mayors that Chicago's ever had. Um, and that's saying a lot. I was about to say, I was like, that's... Um, he's just completely tone deaf. You know, and I'm, I'm glad that people of Rahm Emanuel's ilk are finally getting out of politics by vote or by pressure because it's just... He, he we don't just, need this. We don't need this. And, like, <laughs> and him saying that is just, like, man, fuck that. Like, that's stupid. It's a stupid thing for Rahm to say. Jesse got off. Am I happy for the brother? I mean, I'm happy that because 16 charges was a lot of charges. And, like, you know what? No one got hurt. Um, and, like, no one really knows the case was sealed. And it's over. Like, it is over. But, like, Rob, like, shut the hell up. Because you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> or you do know what you're talking about and you're just being an idiot about it. Didn't the police chief say something, too? Of yeah, course. So that police chief, let me tell you something, bro. That motherfucker wants something. You know, he, he wants attention. <laughs> Listen, the next time, you know, Chicago PD act out, y'all, get that motherfucker the attention he they asked always, for. It. He begged for it. He CPD, said, listen, he Chicago begged police, for it. He begged Baltimore for it. Baltimore police, Cleveland police. Um, there's a few other police, yeah. like, like probably Oakland, are some of the worst police forces in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and they main kill and, and lie about it and get away with it. And, like, and all you have are politicians... A lot of them, most of them are Democratic politicians that will bump for them and shield them from this, like, neg- neglect. And you think that's a win issue for Republicans? Running locally? Well, Republicans no. ain't popular, so who... No, Republic- <laughs> no Republican, <laughs> Republicans don't, don't care if people walk into elementary schools and kill a whole class of kindergartners. That's true. So if we're, they can't all, talk about that either. Big and the suicides so, there. But, like, that's it. That's all I got to say. Right, I got to I gotta, I gotta, I gotta send my heavy sleeper. So... <laughs> We have another situation, the Trump administration dangling a black nominee to only choose a white one once again. They did this twice with John James and the U.N. ambassadorship, John James being the former U.S. Senate nominee. Now, granted, I think, you know, I don't understand why they dangle John James up there. He doesn't have the qualifications of the U.N. ambassador. But this time around, that is not not having qualifications. To be a position in the Trump administration. Well, that's that's that, that, that is the people. only qualification. We have a brain surgeon ahead of us. I want you but, to finish but, your statement. But, but let me finish my statement here. They just did it again um, with the Fed. So there are two board. There are two Fed seats open. <coughs> um, they dangled out there Herman Cain. You know, for whatever we, however we feel about him, nine nine nine, whatever. If you know Herman Cain's background. You know, not even the Godfather's Pizza, but if you know his background, he was actually, he actually served on the Federal Reserve Board 
multiple times, was a Fed governor, was president of a, of a local Fed, of, of a state, of a regional Fed board. Like, he understands Federal Reserve System. Like, he'd been in the Federal Reserve System. They dangled him out there, they dangled him out there, and then came back and ended up choosing Stephen Moore. Um, you know, Steve Moore, you know, conservative economist, you know, has been around TV talking head and whatnot. But it's another situation. But also, you wrote a book called Trumponomics. Yes, I agree. And I it's want another. Him to finish his it's another. It's another situation of the Trump administration, you know, dangling a black, a potential black, not a potential black nominee. In this particular case, extremely highly qualified black nominee to the media and to the public to only turn around and grab a white guy. And um, you know, I think you know that's something that he should probably be talking about. I mean, it's a shock, like, yeah, now like it's not said, it's not a shocker, but, but Herb McCain was chairman of the of the Federal Reserve of Kansas City. Yeah, like at least he had qualifications. Yeah, I mean, he understands what the Fed you know does, what the Fed you know more is works. a joke of an economist. It, every economist, whether they're on the Republican side or the Democratic side, conservative or, or a liberal, knows that he is a joke of an economist. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. And he could have just put Herbie K there. And, like, no, he would have got more black seats. But you know what? Herbie K, he deserved it more than Stephen Moore. Yeah. I mean, and I, I ain't even saying that because Herbie K is my Morehouse brother. And, uh, and also because. The Morehouse like bias comes out. But, like, at least he was already chairman of a federal reserve. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that was our last sleeper. We appreciate you listening. Hopefully, you know, they were able to take something away from this discussion. You know, this is episode three of the Eugene Craig podcast. Uh, you know, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification button. Follow us on uh, IG at the Eugene Craig pod and uh, turn on those post notifications there. And uh, we'll be back Sunday with another great roundtable discussion. Appreciate it.